1: As we close out the week here on Times of Refreshing, we do so with a final look at Philippians 2. Join us. Paul says to let this mind be in you, and it is the mind of Christ. But what that actually means, what it looks like, and how it is practically applied to our daily lives, is the subject of our time here today on Times of Refreshing from the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, for the last couple of days, has had us in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. It's there that we catch up with Pastor Napoleon for a final look at a message he's called, Let This Mind Be in You. Here's Pastor Napoleon now.
0: He says here in verse 14, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now, this tells me, like I've stated in this church for years, that the devil cannot put a hook in you if there's nothing to hook on to. Jesus said, the God of this age is coming, but he has nothing in me. What he was saying is, is he's coming, but there's nothing inside of me that he can grab a hold on that, so that he can get agreement from me. But when we have unlawful desires or lust in our heart, then the devil comes along and he starts to dangle the carrot to see if we'll take hold of it. Eve's curiosity. I wonder what that tree really is like. Why is it that God doesn't want us to touch that? Why is it? The devil comes along and he tells her, because the day of you eat of the tree, you're going to be like him, knowing good and evil. Oh, so God's trying to withhold something from me? This is how the enemy is the master at manipulation and enticement. And for us, we have to be people that understand the scheme. And then we allow God to deal with our own hearts so that he doesn't have anything to play with in our hearts. Pastor, I don't, you know what, I really would like to be married one day. Well, that's fine. But until God brings somebody into your life, you got to keep living for Him and laying down your life for Him. But when we start lusting after, being driven after, and everything's about that, and it starts consuming our mind and our heart, then the devil comes along. And he might just send you somebody But it might be the wrong somebody. That's why we have to be secure in who we are. And wait for the promise. He says here. He says is drawn away by his own lust. He says. And entice. He says drawn away. You know the devil is good at seduction. Which means that he draws you away slowly. Hey. Hey. When it comes to the God, listen to this, the Bible is clear. Samson, Delilah didn't get him the first time. But she kept on with it. And eventually his soul was weakened. And he gave in to the temptation. But there was something in him that really, he knew God said no. But he really wanted to do it. And eventually he gave in. And this is what the devil will do to us, saints. And it starts in our mind. If we have to start getting him out of our mind, win there. Don't wait till he gets a hook in your heart. And then now you got to get rescued by five of the church members. Do you guys mind if I talk about this this morning? So that we learn how to fight. But it starts with, Lord, help me. I'm being tempted. This is a temptation because something in me needs to change. He says here in verse 5, Then when desire has conceived, desire has conceived, when lust has conceived, when the devil's desire meets with my desire, then conception takes place. Something starts growing in me now he 's got past my mind, and my desire is linked together with his desire and look what he says here he says he says, um, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to what sin, and sin when it is full grown, brings forth what Death. So we see the progression. I've come into agreement with the enemy, now conception is taking place. Once conception takes place, something starts growing in me, and then I start looking for opportunities to make what I want to happen happen because I'm in agreement with the devil now. Now he is bringing opportunities. Now, when that happens before long, now it gives birth to sin. Now the actions start taking place. But then when the actions start taking place, it doesn't just stop there. Sin is going to deliver me over to death. And this is how the process works when it starts in my mind. Because I didn't have humility of mind. If I allow God to deal with my mind, then I can fight before it gets to my heart. But if conception takes place, then it gives birth to sin. Then sin, when it is finished, when the devil gets done using you, the next thing he'll do, he's going to leave you at death's doorstop. That's what the devil does. And for us, we want to be people that know how to fight back. And we don't give in to the devil's temptations and his tests and his trials and his ways of trying to get us to go down the wrong road. Then when sin, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creations. Meaning, there's a new kind, we're the first fruits, a kind of first fruits of a new kind of creature. What kind of creature is this? It is a person that has been redeemed, has been born again. And yes, they still possess the old Adam in them, but there's a new Adam in them now. And this new Adam, through us feeding and cultivating and nurturing the relationship and allowing God to grow, he begins to take dominion in our life and no longer are we led by the old man. Now the new man begins to emerge in our lives. And not only that, we have God's Spirit... We have God's nature. And now the things that God wants us to do that are right, we can do them by the power that God supplies. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can live a righteous life through Christ. I can live holy through Christ. I can think right through Christ. I can live right through Christ. I can love right through Christ. I can be right through Christ. I can do the things that I need to do through Christ and not my own power. But it's the power that he supplies. And people look at it and say, wait a minute, what kind of creature are you? I've been born again. I'm a new man in Christ. Wait a minute. You're just a human. No, I'm not just. I've been born again. I've got God's spirit in me now. I'm not just a natural man. I'm a spiritual man. I'm a spiritual man. I'm not just a normal person that just doing what everybody else does. No. I've been set apart. I've been sanctified. I've been, I've been redeemed. I've been justified. I've been cleansed. I've been washed. I've been empowered. When that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. I've got power now. That when I couldn't resist my temptation before, I can resist my temptation. The Bible tells me, resist the devil and he'll flee from me. I'm not going anywhere, devil. You got to go. I'm not going anywhere, devil. You got to go. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Why? Because I got the power of God in my... Can I have an amen? Somebody need to give God some praise. It's the power of God in your life. You've got the power of God in your life. You're not just a normal person. Stop telling yourself that I'm just a wretched oh no, 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 no. I have been redeemed. I have been bought back. I am blood washed, blood taught, Bible totem. I'm a, I'm a Holy Ghost filled person that God's in me and he gives me power over temptation. we got to start talking to ourselves and resisting the lies of the devil. Can I have an amen? And win this battle that we see in, in James chapter 1. The last passage of Scripture, go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 1 on down to 5. Now, I stated earlier that when you gave your life to Christ, you were enlisted in a war. And there's a perspective that we have to have as we go forward in this warfare. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. It says, you therefore, my son, he's speaking to Timothy, uh, the Apostle Paul, speaking to Timothy. He says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. God's grace is God's divine enablement. It's been given to you freely. God's he empowers you through grace. He lifts you up through grace. Pastor, how do you do all this stuff you're doing? Grace. The power of God's grace. Don't you feel like falling out? Yeah. But grace. But grace. Great grace comes upon you. And God gives you the grace to do it. He said be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. God strengthens you with his grace. When you you feel like you can't go any farther, ask God to give you more grace. God, give me more strength. God, you freely give me the grace to continue on in life. He says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in it. You have access to it, saints. Apostle Paul said, God's grace was sufficient. Sufficient for me. I got this thorn in my side. And I prayed three times for God to remove it. God said, my grace is sufficient. That's all he said to Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul said that's all he needed. He kept going. He kept on going. He says, and the things, look at verse 2, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Pass down what I've passed down to you. He says in verse 3, you therefore must, somebody say must, He says, you therefore must endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. That's the problem that we have with church. It's the problem that we have at Christianity. We don't see this as us being in a battle. We don't see ourselves as soldiers for the Lord. As people that we're in a fight. And it's a serious fight. Me and Pastor David, my pastor, Pastor David, were talking the other day, and we were just going back and forth about how doing this right here, you being here, and a part of this church or any church that has been called by God is the most important job on the planet. If the White House called me and asked me to be the president of the United States, I would say to them, why would I take a lower post? There is no place on the planet that has a responsibility to keep people out of hell and do the best we can to populate the kingdom of God. Because that, in the end of the day, is what's going to matter. Can I have an amen? Amen. Can I have an amen, y'all? What you have been called to do, the work of an evangelist, is the most important job. There's no, there's no, I mean, keeping people and ushering people into eternity. There's nothing more important than helping people get out of their situation and get out of the hands of the devil. Can I have an amen? I feel this this morning. Helping them get out of the hands of the devil. There's nothing. I praise God for reform this, reform this. We need to change this. We need to change that. All that stuff is necessary on the earth. But it has nothing to do with what's going to happen when a person leaves this planet. It's necessary. But there's nothing more important than your salvation. You can have it all. But you cannot have my salvation. Can I have an amen, y'all? And so when we look at this, you have to see that all of us have been enlisted as soldiers. And he says here, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The Bible never promises as men and women of God that it's going to be a bed of roses. It never says that we're not going to have problems in life, that issues aren't going to come up, that sometimes we deal with stuff we got to fall down on our face and pray and ask God. But it does, it is good to know that when we have situations like this, if we have the right mindset of humility, then God will cause his grace to kick in for us. So that we can endure hardships as a good soldier of Jesus Christ with the right perspective. Not allowing the devil to deceive us with his enticements. He says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. At some point in time, we have to stop and say, God, you enlisted me. I'm under your commands. Help me to do what you've ordered me to do. But when we, get, when we let the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust for other things come in and choke out the word so that it becomes unprofitable, then what happens? Then we're not taking our post. We're chasing after stuff. We're chasing after the wind. But it's the mindset that Christ had, even when the devil tempted him. If you fall down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. He knew I'm on a mission. I'm a a servant. And this is the heart that we have to have. Then when the devil comes and starts bringing all these lies our way. I want to know what my commander-in-chief has said. And it's not what you're saying. Can I have an amen, y'all? He says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned. Unless he competes according to the rules. As we're in this, we have to know that we're going to have success to the degree that we also stay within the confines and the boundaries that God's established for warfare. He said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So you can scream at the devil all you want. It's not going to work. What gets him to run is when you resist him. You use these tools... That are the, and the rules of engagement, to push the devil back to get him out of your life. When the devil starts bombarding you with all kinds of foolish thoughts and temptations and tests, resist him with the scripture. Tell him what God said. When the devil starts coming at you and he starts trying to trick, trip you up in your thinking, get you off and deceived. Oh, don't trust him. Don't trust her. Don't. And the devil starts trying to bring accusation. Start putting on some praise music and worship God. When you feel like you can't go a step further, get some worship music and just start praising God. Lift, lift up your voice and just start giving God praise in the midst of your pain and in the hardship that you're going through. And watch what the devil does. Get on the phone with some godly people that love God and are living holy. And that can help you to live holy. Get on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Begin to move in my life. Begin to move in my heart. The devil's trying to test me, but the devil's a liar. I need you, Holy Spirit. Just begin to wash over me. Just begin to get all the thoughts out of my mind. All my job. They're tripping. They're cussing over their Lord. They're talking crazy. And they're talking about foolishness. Get it out of my life. Start going before God. And let the Holy Spirit do what he's called to do in your life. And as you do this, watch how you begin to go from glory to glory and from strength to strength. You can go from strength to strength. The same temptation that when you start resisting the devil, the devil will pull back and he'll have to start thinking of another way to try to engage you. Devil, that oh, that one's that's old, devil. You better come with something new because that's not it's not going down like that up in here, up in here. Can I have an amen? What happens? You learn how to get strong in your faith, and you start winning, and then winning becomes fun. Win becomes a joy. You start getting happy when you start putting the devil on the run. You start smiling. You start, because you're competing according to the rules. And now you're winning. And now you're sitting back. And you're not in church all mad and, and depressed because you know you messed up again. You're in church saying, praise God, I got him. I got him this week, Lord. I got him this week. He tried to get me this week. He didn't get me, Lord. Here I am. Praise him. Give me some more power. Give me some more strength. Give me some more glory, God. Give me some more power. I got him. Can I have an amen, y'all? Can I have an amen, y'all? At some time, winning becomes fun. Ah, You tried to get me. Didn't work. You sent him to my cubicle, didn't you, devil? You sent him to my cubicle. I know what you did. I saw it. I was telling Mr. Catherine, we were talking about something, and I said, you know, when stuff like that happens, Mr. Catherine, I just start laughing at the devil. Just laugh at the devil. Nah, you don't have anything in me. You can't get me because I'm staying under the shadow of his wings. And you start winning. And you start loving winning. You start loving the fact that, man, I'm not doing what I used to do. I'm loving the fact that I'm not caught up in that anymore. I'm loving the fact that, you know what, the devil, and I saw it this time. Last time I didn't see it, but this time, devil, I saw it this time. I saw that was you. That that wasn't even the person that was talking to me. That was you talking to me through them, devil, but I saw it. So Jesus looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to God. He said, he knew this isn't even you. This is the devil, Peter. He's using your mouth, but Jesus won. He didn't get in the flesh. Peter, I'm a, you better be glad I don't kill you right now. <laughs> he know, it was the devil. Lord, we thank you this morning that we are more than conquerors through you that have loved us. We thank you, Lord, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God. We praise you this morning that, Lord, this message is necessary for us Teach us how to fight back and be strategic and, be, and to not be so consumed with the cares of this world that we forget the fact that we have received orders from our enlister. Help us to be obedient the same way that Jesus was obedient, Father. Even to the point of the death of the cross, Father, Jesus was willing to to remain obedient. Let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but took upon himself the form of a bondservant and came in the likeness of human flesh. Lord, help us to be those people that have the mind of humility, who humbled themselves even to the point of death the death of the cross, Lord, help us to humble ourselves. Mind, our mind is set to be humble so that your grace kicks in. And then when we need to fight back, we have power because we have humility. Our mind belongs to you and not perversions and pornographies and lust and filth. It belong, Our mind, Whoo! it belongs to you. And we learn to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled, that we're people that have the mind to fight back. And Lord, we thank you today that we are the winners, we are victorious. We are the winners of the Lord. We are not losers. God, we are people that you have called to win in life, to win this battle. And through you, Jesus, we thank you that we have the victory. In Jesus' name we
1: pray. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Two nine two seventy eight hundred. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net. On our website, you can also click on the link to access our page on Facebook or search for The Well Christian Community while you're on Facebook. You can also follow pastor on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word.